Welcome to the Guitar Omni Podcast. I'm Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Each episode, we'll chat with a featured guest from the classical guitar world. Candid conversations, unique experiences, and career observations from the people who best know the guitar. This is your masterclass in life and the guitar. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or see Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. So here on the Guitar Omni podcast, we are talking to Randall Avers. I know him as Randy. I've known him, oh my God, it's probably what, going on 30 years now or something? <laughs> that's that's insane. That's just stupid to even think about that. I don't I don't like that. That makes me feel so old. How are you, Randy? Oh, I'm doing great. Great, great. To, and, and it's great and, to and, and it's it's okay that I call you Randy, right? Is that absolutely is that fine? Yeah. okay, cool. Absolutely. <laughs> what do they call you in Norway? Well, my students call me Randall. So okay. it's kind of like the equivalent of, uh, for, for me, it feels like the equivalent of, of uh, Mr. Avers. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Fantastic. And how, how long have you been in Norway? You are, you are an international man of mystery. You've been, you've been trotting the globe almost as long as I've known you. Um, and, and yeah, it's how, been, yeah how, how long have you been in, in Norway? Yeah, 2004. That's when. Oh, I my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So I've been here for some time now. Mm. And, uh, and, and you are you are a, you are a Norwegian citizen, right? No, no, I'm actually no. still I'm still a full uh, American. Wow. Uh, I, I have a uh, I have a visa which is called a family reunification visa. Okay. Which is basically the next step is is citizenship. So okay. I have practically all the same rights uh, as as a citizen would. Wow. It's just that uh, I have to. Um, be extra careful about not doing any stupid things. <laughs> if you want to stay, you can come back here. You can be stupid here. Lots of lots of people do that. <laughs> but you are you are from Ohio, which is kind of interesting because I am in Ohio currently and and have been for what seems like forever. Um, and I, you know, our paths crossed a number of times. Uh, I think in the early '90s when. You were doing a bunch of competition things, and I was doing a few competition things, and and I I think you would, you studied with Steve at uh, at Oberlin, right? Yes, I did. I think, I and I think I think I think that's what you were doing when when I met you. Um, but you had studied with him as a kid, though, too, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, Steve was teaching at the University of Akron, right? And uh, I started working with him when I was twelve or thirteen years old. Okay. Did you play guitar before that? Yes, I did. Yeah. I uh, studied with a guy by the name of Mike Vahila, who's mm-hmm. uh, from Canton, Ohio, not far okay. from Akron. And uh, Mike was a, uh, he was an adjunct jazz teacher at Akron. And then he had his private studio, uh, which was his approach was actually Suzuki based. Oh, wow. And uh, so he was one of the f- sort of first Suzuki. Yeah, that's going way back in the, in the early years of the, the Suzuki guitar thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very so cool. and, and it wasn't like it was uh, it wasn't fully implemented Suzuki. He didn't do it, you know, follow it you know sure. step by step by step but he used a lot of like frank longay's uh yeah. techniques and wow. things like that i so, see I, I didn't know that about you see this is this is awesome 
and it was really cool because I mean he was already he was a jazz guy. He was very like he, he was really big into listening and he was really right. big into activating your ears doing we did a lot of uh, we did a lot of like ear training and stuff mm -hmm. like that in conjunction with uh, with with note reading and and, yeah. uh, and pieces and very cool. Mike was an amazing, amazing teacher. He was extremely uh, he was he was uh, he was very clear about what we had to do from week to week, super organized. And uh, he is extremely patient also. So I actually owe huge, huge things to him. So my job right now, I feel like I feel more like Mike than I feel like like Steve. Right. Because <laughs> you're know, teaching a lot of children, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And how, how old were you when you started with Mike? I started with Mike when I was six. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, so so, and, and, I mean, and doing, this and doing classical from the get-go, right? This is classical and Suzuki-based right. stuff from the get-go. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I just started first well, grade. And, yeah. you know, it was a whole bunch of serendipitous, uh, amazing events that happened one after another. Um, my uh, first grade teacher, when I went to school, I went to a private school, uh, St. Mary's uh, Catholic School in, in Maslin. And they noticed that I was I was really flaky, and I still am. <laughs> so, so they were they were really concerned. <laughs> so was 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 classical guitar like a like a, a, like a, it was prescribed as a remedy for your flakiness? Exactly. No. Oh my God! How hilarious! No, it didn't go exactly like that. <laughs> Parents control your flaky children. Get them exactly. on classical guitar. Yeah. Oh my God! How funny! I, I did go through a series of tests uh, that uh, it was like these broad spectrum tests as far as like you know what what is your child. You know, it's all positive based. It's sure. like, what's your child really good at? As opposed to what is your child <laughs> failing at visibly? So, He's really um, good at being flaky. <laughs> exactly. So they discovered, like, in my first grade that, you know, that I had a lot of stuff going on in my head, I guess. Mm -hmm. so, and, that, and that I was really very in tune, right brain stuff. I was really interested in art and I was really interested in music and that sort of thing. So... They suggested that I should just go into something that would that, you know, that would encourage that sort of thing. Sure. And, and and it was just like it wasn't, you know, I loved electric guitar. Yeah. I listened to pop music. Was it, I bought my first album when I was three, I think. Oh, my gosh. So, what? So, I, no, I really. I, you know, That's I'm, crazy. Were, were yeah, your parents but, like, were they were they musical at all or did, were they music enthusiasts or was was that something that was going on at that time in your no, life? No, it's really weird because it's like uh, my, my dad's mom played piano and okay. she was big into that. Um, whether or not this is pertinent or so, I was. I was really, uh, I think it was up, uh, they discovered that I was half deaf. What? Uh, through much of my childhood. Oh my like God. A, until like age three or so. And wow. So therefore, the only things I could hear when I was, when I was young was uh, music being played loudly. <laughs> Or, or my mom screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my gosh! Wow. So, it's, so what was the source of the deafness? The the 
I had I had water in my ear that they oh my gosh okay. that they didn't really figure out or something. So they they you know as far as the that's tests e that's concerned, a relatively easy fix, I guess. You know, it, it was yeah, it was like some getting some tubes in the air and stuff like that. Wow. And, and so physiologically, I had some defense deficiency that made it that made it, made it harder for me to to hear the normal kids or so. So I lost a lot of information. I lost yeah. a lot of communication and stuff like that. So from early, huh. I, was, I was almost like I had to like try and focus in on on listening or sure. Or, so you get like, ears. Like, yeah. So they, the the record player was I had a record player I was really young and I cranked that thing up. You know, I was listening to my first album that I bought was Tom Petty. You know, Amazing. Oh, that's you know, fantastic. Like that. And I just <laughs> love that. And. And that was three dog night after that too. I don't know. So I was just like, that's what I did. What that is, that? that's great. Oh my gosh. And then the first word, it took me a very long time to start speaking. So it wasn't like I was speaking very, so there was a lot of problems when I was super young. And, and then that, incidentally, the first word that I said was shit. <laughs> Fantastic. It's because that was the only and, word. And it wasn't my fault heard. this time. <laughs> that's, that's because that word was 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 so clear and so loud in our house. <laughs> I have a very dear friend who uh, I, I he I was helping him raise his son during the, his son's first year, which was a rough time for the, the family, you know, and they need they needed a lot of help and uh I was present when his first word was uttered and it was the same word as your first word and it was completely my fault because <laughs> the kid had spent so much time with me <laughs> and heard that word so much <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy to say that when you said shit it was not my fault <laughs> that's amazing yeah. oh my god hilarious it is, it's, it's really funny how things like that happen or so so yeah but I, you know what what that did i don't know what that did but uh yeah. it just it just I, brought about a series of events where eventually i like guitar like electric guitar yeah. but then someone said my you know i tried a drum set made lots of noise and nobody liked it so what's the quietest <laughs> instrument you can find well classical guitar <laughs> so it's just gonna work like that and um and then fortunately there was a guy like you know, at that at that time in like the, you know, 1980, 1970s, 80s or something like that, finding having like a Suzuki based yeah, that's... amazing guy just like right down the street. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I was just so lucky to have that yeah. guy. Right. At that and time. It, I mean, that's that's like that's almost like an accidental thing, right? It's not like your your parents did all this research and said, "Well, I think Suzuki guitar is the way for our son to go." It was, you know, it just happened to be there, and yep. you know, you, you were looking for, and they, yeah, that's I, I love those kinds of stories. It's you know, it's 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 really cool. And now and now look at you. <laughs> that's very very cool. Wow. Uh, and did, did when I when I was young and and you know started started doing the classical thing it's it was a similar story it was like it, it, i didn't know what classical guitar was i had no idea like i had been playing guitar a little bit beforehand you know and my mom was looking for a teacher for me that that was not a person that 
was dangerous. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was, it was more like this thing. Here's this guy at this music store and he does classical guitar. I don't know what that is, but haven't done it before. So let's try that. You know, and that's, you know, it's, it's, it's not like it was a real conscious thing to go looking for that, you know, and, and mm. it was, it's, it's, I, I just love those kinds of stories. You know, it's like, you know, it makes me think of like, uh, you know, those, those marble games that you see where the, the marbles, kind of um, fall through the, the thing and fall against exactly. the pins and end up down at the bottom. And it's like, oh, well, that, that worked out. You know, it, like you could, exactly. there's no way you could plan any of that stuff, but it, hey, it ended up in the right place. You know, that, that's, that's very cool. That is, it's so, really it's so cool. weird that it could be, you could have like that five minutes where you're just sort of like, right. Oh, this is going <laughs> yeah. to change my whole life. And, uh, yeah. You know, so it's bouncing off of stuff. That's that's really that's crazy. So when so when you you went to study with Steve as a teenager, yeah. you had already been playing for a while. Yeah, I did. And, I, and, I, and mm-hmm. I worked did, with and what's that was that like a real conscious thing? Like, you you know, you, you your playing had gotten to a certain point and people were saying, hey, there's something going on here. We need to find him like a master teacher kind of thing. Is that, it is was that exactly kind of how that, that went down? Yep. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh, Mike is, you know, Mike is humble beyond words and everything. <laughs> but also is such an amazing teacher. He set me up to like do things well at a young age. And it seems like it kind of happens now a little bit more often, Thank you goodness, know, than right. it did back then. Yeah. And uh, and and then I then he says, you know, listen, I feel like I've gotten to where I can just teach you, and you need to go to someone else that I strongly recommend, Steve Aaron, you know, at at Akron. Right. And I took a lesson with Steve, and Steve was like, you know, had so many thoughts and and everything and i was a 12 year old maybe at the time right what were you playing do you remember um i can't remember exactly the name of it um (laughs) wait a second (laughs) it's it's still in there I should have the guitar just available right now. <laughs> oh. Now you're gonna have to help me figure this one out because I can't really remember the name. Of it. <laughs> what was it? This is this is this is the first. This is the first like on air performance on my podcast. I love this. It's fantastic. Well, I'm out of tune though. It's gonna be wildly out of tune. <laughs> it's a guitar. <laughs> headphones off right now oh, oh, I, was, I, was get, I was just getting ready to embarrass you because you had oh, your headphones no. off but <laughs> yeah well what, what is this to the I have no idea something like that okay that's beautiful someone's, yeah someone's I, I don't know what it is though so yeah, uh, the, the listening f- audience, let us know. Somebody will know. So um, that was it, and um, and I remember Steve is just like uh, he says, "Wow, you you have a lot of talent." Uh, and then he says something along the lines of, "But as far as your tone, if I rated it from like a one to a ten, it's about a two. 
crushing 12 year olds that's what we do (laughs) but i mean he he is he had been super nurturing and he had put me in 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 touch with you know just as even his master class series where there's like these artists that are coming all the time in africa and there's like six eight artists a a year or something right yeah yeah oh yeah david russell was coming in all the time you know you had like uh jorge morel you had like you you know all these wonderful artists that were coming in all the time right then then also steve's teaching and then and so you had contact with them at that at that age which is what a tremendous resource for you it was it was amazing yeah so i can't say you know and then also it was like um and and then uh i was going to take private lessons with him but then he said listen uh, private lessons are going to cost a lot of money if you do that and my family wasn't really (laughs) well to do or so so it's just like i have an idea let's go and see if you can get into the university of akron as a special status student Wow. And uh, so we went through the paperwork and everything. And uh, and and it looked like it was feasible for me to enroll at the University of Akron. And I enrolled in when I was 13. My God. And there I started taking studio classes. I take it wow. took guitar orchestra. And then, of course, I had the uh, the, the lessons with Steve. Uh, all those sort of perks of being part of the guitar sure. department and everything. Did, now, were you pursuing a degree at that time, or what, no? But that... I was a, I was getting uh, credits. I was getting college yeah. credits from okay. that point, so I could apply those towards uh, towards a degree afterwards. But Fantastic. you know, they weren't really transferable in a sense because if you're going to go to degree, then degree in guitar, then you're going to end up going to guitar classes anyways, and they ended up being guitar sure. orientated things. Sure, sure, sure. But still, yeah, it was like a it was a brilliant amazing moment and you know and you were you were still going to public school or private school or whatever school you were still going to regular school like i was still going to regular school and uh and i was like uh you know tuesdays and thursdays i was able to skip school a little early go to to college so how cool so i've had a really really charmed childhood from that you know it it felt really cool that's like that's that's like that's a that's a that's like a nerd's paradise (laughs) (laughs) you know that's what i was that's what i was dreaming about doing when i was 13 it's like exactly, you know i exactly. bet there's somebody in this world that's doing this yeah you know that's amazing that's exactly how it happened and i just i you know and i it took uh they there were some people that opened up some doors to me sure. that, that that weren't open before that thought through things and figured out how to make my life you know better yeah. in music yeah, yeah. And, and i'm super grateful for and that. your parents were supportive of this obviously because yeah they were that happened which is is you know that's like that's something else that i think is is a fantastic story for for many of us and i think with you know with my mom you know it was a situation where she didn't she just didn't know any of this stuff but she knew that mm-hmm. like hey this is something that he seems to be into and yeah. there's some good people that, that seem to know what they're doing and i can trust them and and and, and she was always very supportive even though she i don't think she, i don't think she ever understood it you know even when i when i started working and when i you know was getting out of school and i i, I don't think she had any idea you know but she was like you mm. you go you do that that's all i'll support you and and you know if there's something you need and i think i think that's it's amazing that's really an important thing to to bring light to you know when, when when we talk about young people and 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 especially as, as you know as you mentioned people who are might maybe a little different right you know and have different right. interests than the mainstream you know i think i think it's 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 really important that uh 
you know th those those things are nurtured it's it's, it's it makes a huge difference for for yeah. those of us who aren't in that in that really traditional mainstream pocket kind of thing so yeah. that's 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 fantastic carl and, yeah you know you know my mom <coughs> i suppose your mom is the same way right yeah there. yeah absolutely super supportive ladies yep. that just want to you know make sure that we don't you know, go the wrong way, do the wrong thing. <laughs> Kick know. us back into play. Yeah. <laughs> good referees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, so you, so you were doing that through high school and whatnot. And then I know that you, you, you were in the program at, at, at Oberlin, right? Did you, right. did you, did you go from high school? Um, but after you graduated high school, did you then go to, to Oberlin for, for college or did you, were you at University of Akron yeah. and then transferred? How did, how did that all work out? Yeah, this is, uh, th there's a lot of ping-ponging here. From, from that point, <laughs> uh, when I got to my junior year, uh, Steve was going, going to go on sabbatical. Okay. And then from there. And this was at Akron. This was at Akron. So you were already through three, three years at Akron. Okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I was doing, I was, I was really working hard at that point. And I played for a lot of people at that moment yeah. too. So, um, Neil Anderson, who's the teacher at NEC oh, yeah. at that point, he was one of the guys that came on in for masterclass and concert and stuff. And I remember having class with him and he was really just intense teacher and, and yeah, really yeah. wanting having everything really focused and good. And um, they got into discussion. Steve and Neil got into discussion without me really knowing about it, you know, during that whole thing. <laughs> and Neil said, hey, there's, a, there's an art school that's outside of Boston. It's called Walnut Hill School. And uh, Randy can go there and, you know, we, we can check it out and we can see if he can, you know, go to boarding school. For oh, wow. Years. Okay. And, and that's what happened. I had a... Um, I had an uh, anonymous donor that paid my way to, for Very two cool. years to go to Walnut Hill School and uh, and study with Neil. I, I would go to school with a bunch of with with a, a whole host of artists and and painters and dancers oh, and like that wow. that whole thing. Exciting. Yeah, it's like as you know amazing and uh and then uh i was able to take lessons with neil every every week over at nec right. so that's how that really turned out and that was really godsend because otherwise i would have uh, continued at akron and i would have tried to complete two years of high school and one year and all this other stuff and i'm I was incapable of, of doing that even within the first week. So when okay. we found out that there was a donor and all this stuff, it was like, I'm, yeah. I'm so Just another I'm so, great opportunity, yeah. Yeah, so I, I fell into so many great opportunities. And while I was at uh, Walnut Hill um, on my senior year, that's when I got a second prize in GFA. Okay. And uh, so I was 17 when that happened. Wow, that, what, year, what year was that? That was 91. So is that New Orleans? No, that wasn't New Orleans. Was that New Orleans? No, that was uh, that that was the adjacent one. That was the year afterwards. So okay. um, this was ninety one. This was in Miami. Miami. Okay. Wait, oh, when Zimikoff won. Yeah, exactly. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so there's a story behind that one also. So oh my gosh, seventeen. Uh, Holy crap, man. Yeah. So so from wow. there, I was, for, from there, I had, had you, know, you competed before that. 
<laughs> yeah, I've done some yeah. in-house competitions at Akron. Yeah. Um, I did uh, I did uh, ASTA, the junior division. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. that's the first time I met Martha Masters, actually. We were both competing in that, which is really fun. Wow. <laughs> and, and um, you know, just like the my my folks also supported me very much during the summers, going to these summer camps and meeting people right. and all this other stuff. So I started yeah. to spend more time with more of the teachers and and, right. and also like you know the guys and stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. And um, so you know when I got that at seventeen, uh, that was like, uh, whoa, what's that's happening huge. here? That and is That was huge. just like, yeah. So I, I'm you know that that's certainly a that was certainly a very defining moment in my life right there yeah. to just say like this is really what i want to work on this is what i want to do and everything even you know, i mean i was doing it beforehand i was serious right. about it but but then i was like okay that's you gotta get a little, little taste and you thought huh yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah for yeah so i mean that's 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 uh that that began that whole that whole thing then once i graduated from uh from from high school i spent one year studying with aaron shear over at ncs well oh, that's right yeah i forgot about that that yeah I was, it's funny because i was talking to i was talking to Andrew ma a couple weeks ago okay. and <laughs> yeah and what and, 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 and and that yeah, and that whole thing came up, and and he was like, "No, that wasn't me. That was Randy." I was like, "Oh, okay," because <laughs> because I you know I, I talked to you guys at the same time about that, and and I, in my head like you know twenty five years down the road, it all got crossed up, and it's like, "Oh, no, that, that wasn't that wasn't Andrew. That was that was Randy." So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I did I did one year at at yeah. NCSA and work with Sheer for for that year and everything and. and um, and I still think a lot about, I mean, I was there for one year and I went transferred over to Oberlin after that because okay. I felt that was more of a match for my, just, just my, myself. Right. Uh, sure. But also now I'm spending so much time working on pedagogical things. I spend so much time thinking about like the books and the stuff that Shira has talked about and everything yeah. and how analytically was about like the hand motions and things like that. So yeah. he really did have a, a big that year had a big impact on me. And um, and then, you know, Oberlin with Steve again. Right. Uh, and there by that time, I met a lot of uh and how 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 soon after i mean you were you were in one of the first classes after he started the program at oberlin right i mean he hadn't been there very yeah. long yeah so. yeah it was uh Math, matthew hensley uh yeah and, and i were the first two to graduate from the guitar program really oh my program gosh i didn't know that yeah oh wow cool yeah so it was brand new uh yeah matt came in matt came and in. and of course oberlin is this this great environment and has, has this you know tremendous reputation for being you know a place that, that, that fosters progressive thought and and, and yeah. you know individuality and creativity and all these kinds of things and absolutely you know what what an environment you know so. yeah it's just the middle of nowhere also so i mean if you wanted to do anything else besides be musical and enlightening you know too bad, too bad. <laughs> go practice so, some more yeah exactly yeah so practice a little bit more figure out what else we want to do right so it's a, but i mean there it's like but there is just inspiring because there was um one one studio in protect in particular that really got me was the vamos's oh yeah of course and um you know, ever since then, I've been playing in trios with like Vamos. Oh, really? 
players. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so uh, you know, it's from that whole era right there. We we have this Ben and I have this trio that we do. We play silent films, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, we had uh, Will Feckenhauer, who's not Oberlin, but uh, affiliated with the summer camp that I went to before oh, Oberlin. Sure. And then uh, Jenny Choi, and. Uh, and uh, da, 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 I remember yeah. her name. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, Kathy, Kathy Gowers, excuse me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but there's so, a, those are folks that are associated with the Vemos. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And they're just incredible so cool. players. You know, yeah. just so ridiculous. And, and you did the recording with Rami, their son. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. And where, where is he now? Where did where, where did he land? What's he up to? Yeah, he's like days? in New York. He's okay. in New York. He's teaching, and and uh, he's got he's got his kids, and he's got. Uh, it sounds like he's got a really wonderful life going out there. Fantastic! Yeah, I, I, guess, I, I, I need to get in touch with him. Yeah, Rami's amazing. Yeah, you have to you have to do that. So um, from that, yeah, Oberlin was just like it's it's so many influences, and I can't. Yeah, I basically, that was if if there was one place that I think was like that spot where you know if i ever want to get back to feeling you know if i if i ever forgot what it was like to be a musician or really to be enthusiastic about music yeah. or or to be inspired or so i just have to kind of think about that period right there sure sure and how how you know it's these are great players there i mean just insane players but they're so nice and so much fun and so goofy yeah. we were right, just having right, right. Such, a, such a great time there and it's just like yeah you know well, I think that's you know that's that's around the time that i i got to know you at first and and you you just seemed real lit up you know you you were you were like a shining burning flame of, of energy you know and <laughs> and and so i think you know i i think that environment was 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 you know, from my point of view, like just awesome for you, and and like you could tell, it really did, did great things for you. So, thanks. I mean, it really, uh, those those you can't underestimate. You know, having a community of people that are really just yeah, that that inspiring, right? That you know? that, ins yeah. that inspire and 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 I felt the you know I've, in some places where I lived I felt the lack of that too yeah right now hard is to keep that drive going and I'm so impressed with it's kind of easy when everyone around you is just like yeah. doing so so amazing you just look around and you'll be like all right this is this yeah, is easy this is what we do yeah yeah and yeah, it's, yeah but, it's less of a struggle for sure so yeah but I mean also like if you're like around and there's like you're just surrounded by people that are not interested or not they're they're not tuned into that sort of thing and you just try to thrive in right. that situation that that is tough yeah it's like tough. you're working twice as hard yeah absolutely yeah so i i can see both sides of that and and that and that's why i can look back at oberlin and just be like wow okay yeah. this is and i'm very fortunate to be able to look back into that and then then you went to france right Yes, it did. Yeah, right. Was that right after you graduated, or how, how did that all go down? Because like, it's it's funny because it's like next thing I knew, you know, I mean, we were in touch a bit at that time, and 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 then it's like, oh yeah, Randy's in France. Like, what? Randy's where? where how did that happen? Exactly. You know, like, I, yeah, I was like, what am I doing here? What See you this? later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um I I connected with uh, Olivier Chasson, yeah, right, and. and uh, 
and who I met at the GFA where I got second. And, okay. uh, and he had good memories of that since he, he was on the jury. And, um, and he really wanted me to come to Paris. He was like, come to Paris and I have this international class and everything. And so he was very inviting to, to me right? You know, to come on over there. And I'm like, whoa, this is insane. Why not, right? I mean, you know, the, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's because it's not easy to, it, you don't know how difficult it is right but it's you know to to kind of move yourself from <clears throat> from one country to another oh like absolutely that. yeah oh it's huge yeah sure but it really helps to have that you know have that presence have I mean, that person out there that's really pulling for you to be there and stuff and you know it that that transition was was very difficult actually uh, for me yeah. to uh to live in paris for a few years although i've uh, surrounded by people that once again that were just really very sweet and very good to yeah. me you know during that so Did, how, some, was, how was your french before you went you know i took like a semester of french so it was like <laughs> and, then I realized, and then of course french people just don't talk like that you know right, of course so not. It's yeah, like, yeah so i mean i just basically got like the idea of how they structure and you know yeah. the, the language and stuff like that but uh, there's so many like there, there's so many colloquial there's so many of like, yeah things that they just do and uh but uh, then there was some people that just they realized that i was having such a tr such a hard time with the language that uh, they just uh spoke to me in uh in in english uh, in the ah. beginning so uh and then they just kind of waited for me to eventually get to that point where my french was comfortable enough that i could speak more conversantly yeah and then with some of these relationships i still speak to them uh, in english okay like, uh, for instance uh, judy cowboy uh yeah. Bra, who's who was at the conservatory same time as me he speaks okay. to me in english <laughs> you know so because that's how he's being nice to you yeah right he's sure. being nice yeah. to me exactly yeah. <laughs> but my french got to like a certain point you know yeah. and um and i wish i got more but you know it's like you know, and that was just from living there. I mean, you didn't you didn't take classes or anything, right? You just you just immersed yourself in it and, and learned to speak from being there. It was a, it was mostly that, you know, I'd yeah. say it's about 95 percent there. There was a class at the conservatory, which was, you know, French class for right. for for étrangères. Right. And uh, and then I was in that group of, you know, just going through all the you know, all the verb tenses and all sure. sort of stuff. And, and <laughs> but then again, once again, it's what's, what's funny about French though, is that all the long words that we use translate directly over to French. Okay. So if you can think of any long word that has like four or five syllables in it, right. you could just Frenchify it. Right. It's a cognate. And, yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. So it's uh, so anything three or four syllables long, you just like <laughs> you just make it sound like French and boom, you're right there. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I realize that doesn't work in Norwegian, actually. No. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that you're, you're you're speaking Norwegian these days as well. I, I speak Norwegian also. So, but I I uh, when I'm getting going, I just switch over to English. Yeah. Uh, uh, Norwegian is that does not feel natural to me. Even sure. after all these years, it, it yeah. doesn't. And. Uh, did you, take, did you take classes in Norwegian as well? Or yes, the, I did. Took it, yeah, okay. Many classes and um, 
but uh, I had a much harder time getting Norwegian even working and functioning yeah. than I did with French. Um, and I think, I don't know why, I, maybe it's so much of it is built into the, the, so much of it is the language is derived from the culture itself. Sure, sure. That, that you know, that you just can't speak in these sort of philosophical things. You're, it's very... It's practical, you know, yeah. Very practical language. Yeah, yeah. Very, very practical. And uh, I'm not a practical guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you, so do you speak Norwegian at home, or do, do you guys speak English or a mixture? Or how's it? Um, I flip in between languages like crazy. So it's okay. just like it's a complete mess. Um, <laughs> my my oldest kid does not want me to speak Norwegian. So he's just he was oh done gosh. with me trying to speak Norwegian when he was ten. <laughs> And now he just speaks with he speaks English to me. He's given up on you. Yeah, exactly. I've actually slept a couple times. I call him Dad sometimes. Hey, Dad. So it's like so oh, he's fantastic. just like he's like he's like English, Dad, English. So, so and then uh, but uh, you know the the younger kids are, are are softer with me and they realize that I say things funny and that there's some sounds that I can't do correctly and stuff and and I never will I never yeah. will my my wife and, she's a speech therapist and I can't get it, I can't it and they learn English in school right I mean they're 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 getting trained to, to the, so their English is probably better than ours. <laughs> It's very articulate. Yeah, yes. it sounds very. You know, it's it's. it's yeah, I mean. I, oh, that's that's you know, fantastic. They miss all, they they miss the fun in it. You know. Yeah. You can't. It's English is not very practical in that right. sense. Right. It I can mean, be. Yeah. There's so many. There's so. so many uh, did, so you went. You so you went to Paris. I don't remember you ever coming back to the States after you went to Paris. Did you, did you ever live in the States again? Yes, I did. I, um, you did? Yeah, I graduated from Paris Conservatory. After oh, no, you went to Arizona. That's right, didn't you? Yeah, I went to okay. Arizona. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm piecing it together. As, as your official biographer, I, I need to have all these things in place. <laughs> well, thanks for the thanks Randall Avers story. Give me a chance to like, go through my, my um, It's been a long time since we talked, man. Yeah, it's, it's been such a long time. It's, it's like, yeah, but I mean, you have to go through like the four hour, like, what did I do with my life thing? And, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I went to Arizona, uh, studied with Tom Patterson, uh, right. got a master's degree there. Uh, and that was after Paris. That was after Paris. Okay. Yeah, I did. Okay. So I have like um, a lot of master's degrees and I began a doctorate degree in one semester. Then my okay. then my wife got a. You know, I at that at that point, my I, I met my wife now uh, when I was in Paris. OK. And we kept things to, you know, we were together a long distance relationship. Uh, after I went back to the States, she went back to Norway. OK. And uh, was she at the conservatory? She was not at that conservatory, but she okay. was she was studying classical saxophone at another conservatory. Oh, okay, all right. So, but we were both living in the American house in this city universitaire, which is the okay. uh, uh, this this very big student uh, area in Paris. And uh, she we were both she was living in the American house because the American house had the biggest rooms of all the other countries, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> So anyways, it's, uh, 
so she was she wanted to live in that house and that's where we met and uh and then i mean that we we fell we fell in love in paris and then uh, and then she uh she went back to after after we got together she's like i'm going so she went back to <laughs> and um, and then i uh at that point i I, th- I was really burned out actually from being uh in 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 paris and being you know away from the states yeah and i just kind of was like i need to go back to the states and everything i got uh into discussing with tom patterson and tom was like hey i can have you in here for like a teaching assistantship and everything like that and he opened up the door for me again and um so i i worked there for two years uh got my master's degree there and also uh taught and met some really fine guitar players there also if you know dieter hennings of course uh, yeah so Dieter was there. So you guys were there at the same time, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're at the same time. That guy was just like right. a monster. He's a beast, yeah. Jeez, yeah. So <laughs> this guy was. This guy had it out for me too because I like play. I play a tune. I'll be playing like some music, and then like the next day, he'll be like playing it. Yeah, you know, he'd be oh, like, man. he'd be like coming after me with his guitar. Oh, come on that's, now. That's a relationship that I have with Dieter. <laughs> he's, he's, he's out to kick my ass all oh, the how time. Oh, funny. Oh, my gosh. Don't do he's, he's out you're to you're like the biggest guy in the prison yard. <laughs> <laughs> so Dieter was there. There's a wonderful guy, uh, Andrew Hall. I won a okay. GFA uh, competition at that time. I mean, uh, yeah. Lazo is there. There's... Uh, uh, uh Bello, who's now over oh in uh, he's he's in Florida. There is a lot of talent. Yeah, was there very that cool. Time. A lot of really good people. There's a, I mean, there's there's guys that are here and there and, and everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, I go through the list. So uh, so I did so I did that, and then my wife got a Fulbright to study in the states. Okay. For the thing that she did, and then she got a Fulbright to go to Penn State at State College. Okay. And then uh, at that point, I was like, you know, let's 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 do this. Let's live together. And then I moved to Penn State with her. Uh, I did some work. I did some concerts, did the recording and stuff yeah. like that while I was out there. And that's when we started living together. And then, okay. And then since she got the Fulbright, just to wrap up the whole story right here, since she got the Fulbright, <laughs> she was uh, obliged to go back to Norway after right. her two-year term. And then at that point, I was just like, yes. You know, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's go back. Let's go back to Norway. And did, then, now, did you did you have did you have any any professional uh, activities lined up in Norway at that time, or did you, was it just kind of like, hey, let's let's go to Norway and I'll find something to do, or what? How did how did that all work? Yeah, it was that. It was exactly that. So I yeah. mean, I was, let's go to Norway. I um, I thought that probably the best thing to do is just get involved with the academic uh, thing again. So I enlisted for my third masters <laughs> I don't advise anybody doing this. <laughs> you know just get the darn doctorate just go for it and don't do do this hopping around stuff because it's just obnoxious and stupid so uh but uh, the the was, was that a way for you to get into the country though? I mean, was that that was, and it yeah. got me a chance to meet uh, the a uh, lot of the musicians that are here already sure. and, and everything. So it it got me 
it got me a chat it got me in the discussion and it got me uh, into yeah. knowing a lot of people here and everything and it, and it turned out to uh, was able I was actually able to get my first job in Norway through through that through that yeah. sort of thing where I and did, did you complete a degree there no, I was very close, but there was okay. one class that I couldn't do because it was all Norwegian-based. So at that point, I was like, I don't understand. And by, the, by that time, I realized that a big part of my life was going to be not being able to understand a lot of stuff. <laughs> that is the wisest thing I've ever heard anybody say. <laughs> Oh, it's so true. Oh, it's so true. I have no clue. So, so. that's fantastic. And so, and so that was. So, so you've been there since two thousand four, then. Mm. And 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 you you started teaching while you were still in school, and and. Yeah. Whatnot. By the time yeah. I, I once I got the job, I just um, actually school was done. You know, okay. I, I had gotten as far as I could with like a, okay. a, a, a almost completed master's degree, yeah. and um, and then and then what's 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 the job? Is it is it for a music school? Yeah, it was they have uh, in Norway they have community music schools. So every uh, county in in Norway uh, has a dedicated music art school, and right. they call it a, a culture school. Sure, is and, it state funded? Yes, it is. Uh -huh. So the, the state funds, uh, and it's uh, geared towards kids. And the idea is that, uh, you know, all kids should have affordable, uh, right. you know, uh, education in the arts. What a fantastic idea. And that the parents supplement like about 15% of the, yeah. of the costs, you know, right. so it's like totally doable. Uh, we are hired. We're hired not as like a music school. We're hired as as members of the of of our community or right. of our um, what's what's a good way of, of pointing it. Same same way as like a teacher would be, right? Like yeah. like a it's, school teacher. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like a I'm I'm actually like a state employee. Yeah, that's amazing. Basically. That's fantastic. Yeah, that is so, awesome. With that, there's a lot of uh, union support. There's a lot of yeah. uh, negotiation for salary. There's a lot of, you know, we, we get the same sort of uh, treatment as uh, as teachers do. It's, it's like a human being. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, is, then, how many guitarists are there in these kinds of positions in, in Norway? I mean, are you are you one of many or are you one of a few or are you the only I'm one? one of, or... I'm kind of one of many. You know, it's... Okay. Um, there's, uh, you know, I would say that if I could just, we're we're like a few hundred, I would imagine. Oh my gosh! Wow! Around the country that are doing this. Um, fantastic. Maybe, I would say maybe maybe 150-ish or so. Okay, that's amazing though. That's yeah. fantastic. But it's just just for guitar though. You yeah. Know, there's other instruments. Wow. Things. Do you, do you, do you have organizations where like all of you get together and your students get together and there's conferences and things like that? Do you yeah, do you do don't that? Have, that's that's really interesting. We don't really we've kind of missed that a little bit, which yeah. is mind-boggling. I don't quite understand that. There is one festival that has been going on in Norway for years and years and years, and that's the Norwegian Guitar Festival. 
and um and that's that's a private thing you know that's okay. and it's it's run by uh uh by a a group of a group of people there's yeah. one person that's been spearheading that thing uh, since the beginning and everything huh. they they bring in great i mean these are like but it's not integrated I, with this this school system at all no it isn't there's um that seems strange I, to me well what, i mean what I think, like yeah there's a it real seems like that would link. be a natural kind of thing to happen you know i i agree i think there's a there is there's a little uh linkage problem maybe a little clickiness or something like that uh, that, sure. that can happen here it is uh what i've realized is that it's very uh you you can't really compare things how things go in the states with how they go right. in norway it's it's sure. really hard to to do that sort of thing and for some reason it, yeah. i you know and i i've i've sat at the helm of like the this the 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 guitar the guitar union in norway i had a two-year position doing that Huh. And and they want to have, of course, everyone wants to have this connection and communication and stuff. But right. sometimes, when when uh, you know, maybe that is the downfall with having everything all set up for you in a sense. Right. When things are easy and you get your salary and stuff like that, why would you want to extend yourself a little bit more? Right. And that's it. <laughs> maybe just, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure I, a lot I, of the, I'm sure a lot of that stuff is tradition too. It's just this, you know. I think yeah. I think that's probably something that go, that happens in in you know things that are culturally established and have been for yes. quite some time. Yeah. You know, there's probably a lot more inertia just to keep things the way they are. You know. I think there. I think there are real discussions that are going on with how pedagogy is doing. There's some real talented kids that are doing this thing, and and we all have the same sort of discussions. And we had like some. We have some conferences and things where teachers will get together, and discuss these these things. Um, and um, you know, but it would be really ideal. It'd be wonderful if there was like a GFA type thing that was right. here in Norway. And yeah. there's been always like this sort of talk about having something like that happen. And it hasn't really, yeah. I think it, it could happen. It, I really do think I mean, it could just, happen, it, but it hasn't really the, been. It's just interesting to me that like, I mean, you have 150, 200 guitar teachers. How many students do you have? Yeah. Um, you right know? now I have, I have 18 kids I work with. Right. And, and you mul multiply that by you know, multiply that by 150, 200. I mean, that's a whole lot of guitar students. And, and I mean, I don't know what the population of Norway is, but I, I imagine there are states in the United States that, that have bigger populations than that. And I think, you know, just... Yeah. So you have a population of young guitar students getting good instruction, you know, in a stable yep. environment. I mean, that's, that's really tremendous, you know? It I is. Mean, it is tremendous. It's... Uh, I think we're... I think we're really blessed. I think we have a yeah. lot of good things going for us. And uh, do you see and, do you see a really high level of playing going on amongst yeah. young people there? Yeah, absolutely. There's a few yeah. studios here in in Norway that are lights out, wonderful studios. Wow. And um, and what they've been able to do is they've been able to go beyond the the job description, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, the they've been able to create communities and bring artists in and do the kind of like the Steve Aaron yeah. thing, you know, just just have this this thing happen. Right. And uh, and, you know, 
uh, and and with there, then you really have some significant things happening. We have a, you know, in our program, we have a guitar orchestra that began last year. Oh, cool. So what we're trying to do is right now, what we have is we have kids that, that we meet with 25 minutes a week as okay. part of, and that's not much, you right. know, but that's kind of like where things are, are set as far as like in our job description and, and, right. and, and things that's, that's what we work with. So all of us sit there with that, that, you know, with, with our calendar, we try to figure out how to, how to stretch that 25 minutes to do more of this and that and everything. Sure. Sure. So that's, that's our, that's a kind of like our problem right here. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing also, but you know, at, but, but, you know, for, of course, if, if a kid is going to be really amazing, uh, actually the kids that end up doing really, really well over here, they actually had to figure out how to be really self, uh, motivated, uh, uh -huh. to learn a lot on their own and figure out how to do a lot of things because the teacher's not there all the time, all the time. telling them right. what to do. So huh. it's a, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a hands-off approach, right? but, um, you know, so, but it, it leads to, you know, developing you know, videos and these, these sort of things that you don't have time to really talk about, but you know, these right. sort of instructional things that, that, huh. that help them get better. Wow. Otherwise. That, that's, that's, I mean, that, that's just amazing. What, that, that's, what, what a cool thing, you know, and, and again, kind of accidental for you. I mean, it's not like, you know, you were sitting around thinking, I think I'm going to go to Norway and do this. It's, it's more <laughs> like you, you, you landed there and then it's like, well, I think I'll do this. I'll give this a shot, you know, and, and it turned out to be like, like this really, really cool environment. And, and I mean, yes, it is. It's, you, it's you've amazing. got a, you've got, you've got a full-time job, like, and, and access to, you know, a, 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 a decent lifestyle that, that, you know, you yeah. doing what you're doing there is probably, you know, it's not something that you would have had access to here. No. You know, uh, and I, I don't, I wouldn't have had the, uh, the, the, the sort of free time. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, that's tremendous. I mean, what, what a great thing. And that allows you to do other things artistically, you know, um, mm -hmm. And I know, I know that you you did the, you did this the, the all the silent film stuff with with Ben and, and the chamber yeah. music and all that, um, you know, and and that that stuff takes time and energy. You yes, know? it does. So yeah. so you you have to you have to have that available to you in order to pursue those those kinds of projects and. Yeah, and they um, you you have to create space to be creative and. Right. Uh, so it's been really. Uh, you know, this, this, these last 10, 15 years have really been trying to be like, oh, yes, I have to make this money. You know, if I can make just this amount of money, then I'm going to try and push, you know, these other things out and try right. to be really, you know, essentialist as far as like, I really need to get this done. And it's hard because I, you know, I, I am, you know, I'm a spaz, you know, I'm like <laughs> looking at everything, you know, from the get go. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, you know, it's uh, there's so many cool things that are happening. So even right. with like the kids, I got my three kids and everything like that. They're all doing really cool things, too, you know, and uh, it's just like just life and, and everything. Sure. So so I, 
so for me, it's just been really, I need to make real consci conscientious efforts to get right. things done. And I feel like I haven't, I, I, I actually wish I was able to get a lot more things done than I do, but I'm really enjoying when things actually do get done. Right. I'm um, really appreciating those moments more than I ever have because it's like, oh, that's been on my head for like 20 right. <laughs> And, uh, you know. <laughs> now, do you find when you get something done, something else pops up to take its place? I mean, that that, that, that seems to be, for me, it's, you know, yeah. I, I, I always have this like idealized image of, you know, oh yeah, here's this project. And when, when, then when I'm done with that, I'll, I'll be so, you know, I'll be so relaxed, so much freer. And then, but what happens is something else pops up to take its place. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, well, I finished that. Well, oh, well, there's 10 other things I want to do too. So <laughs> the, the to-do list is never done, you know, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I think it's, it's you know, I, I, I tend to think that like, if I ever get bored, I'm going to be worried about something. Like, I think if, if you know... <laughs> It's a sign that the end is near. Like, <laughs> like what, yeah. okay, well, I've, I've done everything. Oh, that's not a good sign, you know, so. Exactly. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, yeah, Carl, you're, you're teaching, you're teaching, you have lots of different projects going. I see yeah. you doing, you do folk. And then I, also I also am a spaz. And then you also do <laughs> it's because I am also a spaz. I have the attention span of a flea. So, you know, it's like something hey. gets my attention, like, really intensely for a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it burns up, and I go find something else. And yeah, I can't, I can't imagine just doing like one or two things. I'd, I'd get bored too easily. So you know, I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, it, but it's fun. You know, it's like, it, and and again, like, you know, you 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 mentioned the word blessing. I think that's. I I feel I feel very fortunate. You know, I like that that if I've been able to kind of carve carve that stuff out and, and keep doing it and somehow, you know, be able to not have my life canceled, you know, I mean, it's been, it's, it's, it's been, it's been great, you know, and the funny thing is, is now at, at this age, I, I think, you know, I'm, 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 I'm past middle age and, and I'm still living the same way I was when I was young, you know, and, and I, I, I never thought that it was going to go this way. I thought, you know, you know, by the time I get to this age, I should be like really secure and have all these things in place and just be coasting along and living a regular life like other people do. And, and that's, it's never been that way. And, and, and it's, but I think, I think the difference is, whereas it used to cause me a lot of stress and, and thinking, oh, you know, I got to take care of this stuff. I got to, you know, I got to get the real life happening. Like now, you know, a few decades down the road, I'm thinking, well, I've been doing it for 30 years. I might as well just keep doing it this way. It seems to work just fine. So, you know, and, and that's, that's kind of cool to kind of, kind of fallen into that, that, that more relaxed approach about it rather than like wor worrying about it all the time, you know, sure. like, and then, and then looking at people, um, folks that I know who had, you know, very secure lives and that can, I mean, that can be erased you know, the security can be erased like in a blink of an eye if, if somebody gets sick or they lose a job or these kinds of things. And I think, I think it's more crushing in that situation where, you know, somebody who feels like their life is, you know, they've got a lot of security, they have a lot of stability. And it, there's something that's, that's kind of an illusion about that, you know, and, and, and I've never had that illusion. So it's like, 
you know, I'm comfortable with the quote instability or whatever, whatever that is, you know, because um, I've, I've seen I've seen I've seen that friends and, and students of mine who, you know, just certain certain points in their life where something like a crisis happened and the, the rug got pulled out from underneath them and, and oh my gosh it's devastating you know yeah um i don't have a rug <laughs> you know like, <laughs> like there's you can't pull the rug out from underneath me because i don't have one you know it's exactly like, but it's, this uh, is where i'm at yeah no oh, wow. but it's 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 yeah. a very zen kind of thing it's like you know that every day is different and, and uh mm. you know you, you just kind of you, you take the steps that that are in front of you and, and try to keep going kind of thing so it's but it's it's been it's been interesting for sure I you know and then and again like I, I was I just I was talking to somebody about it just a couple of days ago about this idea of planning you know anytime I've sat down and come up with like a really clear plan of how I want my future to go like mm. you know it doesn't it I, it doesn't go go very long before I realize well I, I had no idea what was happening and I'm right. not anywhere near where I had planned to be but where I am is fine, so I guess I'll just keep doing that for now, you know, that kind yeah. of thing, so, but it's I, really, I, it's, it's, it's interesting how all that goes, so, but, uh, yeah, I mean, things can get pulled out and everything, I mean, we've had, um, uh, two of our three kids were, were deathly ill at one point, and so, oh my gosh. we had, so we had some, uh, we, we, we had some real wake-up calls, you know, in, in our life here, and, yeah. um, so, you know, it's hence like the gray hair and everything like that. There's, <laughs> it's a real thing. If I had uh, hair, it would be gray. But, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, I, I really realized also that that um, that I mean, I was just feeling more and more resistance, like to get things done that yeah. I felt that I should get done, and um, so I had to so, like I had to start kicking my butt again. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's and it's been pretty pretty recently uh, that I've been trying to do so. I, I've really become a real big runner over the last couple of years. Oh my gosh! Okay. And uh, what I like about it is that I feel like those hours or like that hour and a half them out there running and stuff like that. That is like the toughest thing I have to do that day. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. that's really where I am. Where I'm dealing with myself, you know, in uh -huh. a in a in not a very kind way, you know. <laughs> I'm to, and oh, no. are you are you are you are you running year round in Norway? Yeah, yeah, I am. It's cold there, man. Yeah, but no, it's not as cold as you. It's not Ohio cold. It isn't. What? So I mean, everybody thinks that. Really? No, it's 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 like it's coastal here, so it's never really gets oh, okay. to like. It never gets to like Ohio, ah, you know. Wow, really? Okay, so. well, there we go. Maybe I need to move to Norway. <laughs> <laughs> sure. sure. Absolutely. Come on down. We got to come on up. Yeah, we have a. Uh, but uh, it, it, I, you know, if I, I got to run, that's my thing. Uh, so yeah. if, if, so if it's icy outside, I put spikes on and I run and it's like, uh, and then I have like, I'm a part of like this, this little Strava group of guitarists uh -huh. that we're all like <laughs> watching each other and seeing oh, how, how fast we're running and stuff. Is Dieter, is Dieter in that group? Dieter is in that group. <laughs> so... Yeah, Lynn, Lynn McGrath is also in that group. Oh my gosh, okay, way, yeah. So it's just like, oh, how cool. And then uh, Patrick Louis also in uh -huh. there too. So, and I know there's more. There's definitely yeah, yeah. more, you know. Oh my gosh. But, uh, but I think that we all feel like this energy from like, you know, hey, you ran, you know, 10K. Sure. That's amazing, you know, and stuff like that. And you just feel like a real support from that because, 
you know, it's like, it's, it's very easy to fall back into a certain amount of complacency and it's, and, and, uh, and I, I, you know, and I, I think that there is a list of things that I've been just kind of like putting to the side for some time. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm just like, all right, this is going to kick my butt. I have time now. I've, I've created time in my schedule to start like making these, these films on, on, on technique, on uh, making this book, you know, with the note notes and sure. uh, teaching, teaching people how to read. So notes we should, we should, we should, we should let people know about this stuff. So, and the, the, so the videos you, these are, that's a, that's like a recent thing for you. Like Pat, just past couple months, right? Am I, yeah. or am I like, is my sense of time completely distorted? You're absolutely right. <laughs> so it, started, it started with, this is really funny. Uh, there is a guy that I went to school with over at Akron and his name's Bob Firestone. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, I know Bob. Yeah, he's here in Columbus. Yeah, exactly. That's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Small so, world. Bob Bob like wrote me up one day. He's just like, hey Avers, you know. Uh, uh, I I, w- I want you to do a video for, for right hand. And it's like I'll give you like a little bit of money if you just put it. Oh together. my gosh. Wow. So he just gave me a little bit of money, you know, and, and that was it. It's like, well, what do you what do you want me to talk about? It's so like, yeah. well, this and that and that and that all this other stuff. Huh. And then the gears started going. And then I was like, okay. And then it was all this cross cross referencing between all these points in my life where it's like, oh, Shearer thinks that oh, this this is Shearer's thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, you know, I was working with Neil and Neil spent a lot of time with Carl Navarro. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Then also like hundreds of, I mean, I, I had gone to over a hundred masterclasses in my life, right. probably 200, 300 or something like that. So, Amazing. Yeah. So, so you've I got mean, all this like, knowledge just funneling in. Yeah. So yeah. just like, and then also a little bit of Alexander technique, Tamani, you yeah. know, these different things, these different sort of body awareness things sure. and all this other stuff, which has just kind of been dumped in my brain over the last like 30 <laughs> years or so. And I'm just like, you know what? It's, it's about time. Okay. Yeah. Now, and I'm, and I'm, and I, you know, basically I'm putting these videos out to, first of all, challenge myself to really think thoroughly, sure. try to make sense out of like, you know, anatomical things. Uh, I've saw so many people just suffer with hand problems uh-huh. and things like that. A focal point for me right now is just seeing because of what my wife does. She's a speech pathologist. She works with kids with CP and Downs and everything. It's like I see people having problems and I hear about people having real problems doing things. And this is like a regular discussion for us, you know, all the time. How can we get out of those problems? You know, and there's been a lot of, you know, I even took a, I had a summer with David Leisner too, and we just mm-hmm. came out with a book also. And so I have all these bits and pieces of information and stuff like that, that I figured that, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there. This is, this is, I'm going to do this as a, because I, because I just want to do it. Right. I'm not going to, I'm going to, and I'll, and I'll check and see. Actually, I don't care. You know, it's, right. if people want to see it, <laughs> they go ahead and they see it. Sure. And uh, but it's for me, it's very important to go through this exercise and do this. And um, we, we can find these on on YouTube, right? Yeah. So. Um, you, you, 
it would be if we just go on YouTube and search Randall Avers, it'll it'll show up and we'll find it. Yeah, I just did uh, my right hand video that was uh, last month, and now mm -hmm. I just posted three days ago, two days okay. ago, the the left hand uh, video. So it's you can say Randall Avers left hand, Randall Avers right hand. You'll find Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Um, right. And uh, and the idea is just like I don't want you know i don't want people to it, it there's a lot of things that are going on right. in both arms and hands and stuff sure. like that and if we can just at least call attention to all these little things that are happening sure then we can avoid then then you can avoid some some things that are going to set you back right so um so some people might not be in agreement with this or that you'll probably also see That's okay. some, and yeah. you'll probably see some people that are amazing players that don't follow anything. If we, sure. look, if we look back at the history of guitar, you look at Bream, you look at mm -hmm. Segovia, you know, people will just well, say, I mean, they'll, they'll stop the discussion right there. Well, Bream didn't right. do that. It's like, well, nope. of course not. <laughs> well, it, one of the things I, I, I tell my students constantly about technique is that it's all about you know, finding solutions that work for you, you know, and they're, they're just ideas, right? This person has this idea about how to do this. And this person has this idea about how to do this. And if it makes sense to you and you try it and it works mm. and, and it's not damaging, right. You know, then, then, Hey, you right. use that, right. And develop, develop your, your, your hands, be aware of what you're doing with your hands. And I, and I always think, you know, it's, it's this getting, getting students out of this mentality of, a right or a wrong way to do it or that there's an orthodox way to do it or these right. kinds of things it's like and i i never use those words like i you know like i never talk about you know you're not doing that right or you're doing this wrong i always talk about you know it's more with like intention you know what what what's yeah. your intention what are you trying to accomplish is that working for your intentions and the other thing that i always comes up with which you know what you what you said made me think of it is like you know if you take a dozen of the, the world's top players and look at their hands you know first of all you're you're trying to judge from looking which mm. is you know that's only part of the information you, you can't tell what they're actually doing just by looking at their hands you know yeah and and so and they're all doing different things they all sound great which one's yeah. right you know they're all right they all they've all figured solutions out that that you know yeah. and there might be things that you can glean from from each way of thinking or they yeah. might have things in common or larger issues in common yeah. that by the time you get down to the exact exact specifics of how they're they're using the mechanisms things might mm -hmm. change but you know and I, I think that's that's a really important point that you bring up you know yeah I think that I think that there are the, when you think about the the real technical geniuses of like this era of players or so, there are commonalities. There really right. are common, and, and and it has a little less to do. With, it has a little bit more to do with like a holistic idea right. of how, how everything is working. You know, it's just like uh, left hand. The, the left hand is talking about the shoulder and like all the different parts yeah. of the shoulder. There's this uh, serratus interior, which is like the 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 um, shoulder blade muscle mm -hmm. and like all these different muscles that are used to support the arm and what is the actual purpose of the arm what is it supposed to do right. that and what is the wrist supposed to do that and what is right. the finger supposed to do that and yeah. uh and then anyone can just take this and just be like you know i i do think that technique is like a car i i you know if you're gonna ride on the montauban with like a lamborghini yeah. 
you know, if there's something that's wrong with that car, it's going to, it's going to fly right, right off you have and, problems, it, sure. and then you have problems. And I think that you can try, you can have the goal in mind to have a perfect technique. You know, we, right. we hate the word perfect, right, right, right. But a mechan a mechanism that functions uh, with, a, works. With, a, with a certain amount of certainty that, that right. you know that it's going to be there for that it's going to work yeah. for you as opposed to like oh this thing keeps on busting right. or yeah let's let's see what happens I always you know I always, I always <laughs> let's see what happens <laughs> let's, yeah let's see well you should know what's going to happen right I mean that's, that should be part of it is you know like like you said there should be some reliability you should, yeah. be, you should be aware of it you know you should you should have observed it at such a level of detail and such a degree that it's it's reliable you know what's going to happen you know why you know and these these kinds of things and i think that's yeah. that's you know that's, I, I like that i like the analogy of the the car yeah it's like is it working if it's yeah. not working then you're, you're probably not going to have a very good drive and if you don't exactly. know what's going on with it if you don't know what's happening under the hood maybe you shouldn't be driving it you know uh, yeah or, or you shouldn't you shouldn't push it you shouldn't push it to like 200 plus or something right. like <laughs> You know, you should probably just keep it right around there. <laughs> so it's um so there there is a feel about that sort of thing. And I think that the yeah. people that have that are that have able to achieve like this this higher level of proficiency and, and efficiency yeah. with their technique and stuff have kind of incorporated certain things in their technique that have sure. that that help that to help facilitate that. But still there's like one thing. It's like, you know, if you're going to hit a nail with a hammer that's the purpose if you're going to make music music is the purpose for you to have the technique yeah so you know so it's like what is the result is not to have this technique that's just like at service to nothing right you know it's it's also and it's another thing being trying to be somewhat refined and trying to figure out what you want to do with the music mm -hmm. you know with some precision also right now, talk about classical music here. You know, classical music right. has notes and it has dynamics and it has very, if you play a wrong note, it's a wrong note. Right. You know, in, in any other style of music, there is no wrong note. Right. I mean, yeah, there is a wrong <laughs> note, but, but you can kind of play it off, you know, right, depending right. on the style of music, you know. So it's like with, with blues, if you play any note from the pentatonic scale, it's good. If you yeah. play jazz, any note can lead to another note. Sure. If you're playing folk, make sure that you hold to these chords and then <laughs> get the scale. Got to get right. the scales and, and right, those right, sort right. of things. So so we all have like our parameters that we work in. Now, classical is like the most stringent. Tight. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you have to hit that note this way with At that. that time. And all, yeah. and For that long. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, what you're doing and what I'm doing with improvisation and with the film yeah. stuff is everything like that. I'm sort of flushing out that ne necessity to always, boom, you know, I need right. to have that exact note played this exact way in, in this flow like that today, yeah. you know. And it's nice to take the accentuation off of the individual note and work on the flow. Sure. Right, right, uh, right. Or well, one, one of the things I, I used to do this um, this jazz program for classical musicians, young classical musicians at a, at a chamber music program here in town, mm. and I would I would 
introduce myself as I'm a reformed classical musician, you know, like that's, that's what I was talking about. And and nobody is ever going to mistake me for a a proficient jazz player at all. I mean, I understand it. I can teach it to people. You know, it was always a, a funny thing for me when I was teaching in, in the colleges, like, you know, the, the, the jazz majors I had ended up playing jazz way better than I <laughs> ever did. I never, you know, I never would shed of that I stuff. I understood it, you know. Uh, but the thing is, is like, I would always tell them, it's like, you know, you might, you might never even play anything ever, but learning to improvise and this, this idea of making music in, in real time, you know, like, like having it be spontaneous mm. and, and whatever, whatever your brain and your, and your musical self does in that moment when you are involved with creating musical sound in real time, mm. that's something that you can use to inform your performance of written music as well. You know, and, and vice versa, you know, there's, there's a lot of cross pollination that way, like, the, you know, your discipline and your, your ability to practice in that really highly precise fashion and be very, very analytical and, you know, develop your technique to that extreme, you know, that I mean, even to play the simplest classical music, you have to have a, a measure of technique that really is, is, is pretty intense, you know, and, and, and having those two things working together is a, is a really powerful kind of thing and they can inform one another like you know if, if you're yes. interested in playing non-written styles then you know the discipline that you you've developed and the approach that you developed through studying written styles really really goes a long way to help you organize your thoughts that way hmm. and then the spontaneity and this idea of being with the sound as it's happening in the moment hmm. is a really i think it's a, such a valuable thing for for classical musicians to experience oh my god yeah you know oh, absolutely oh my god it's it's like uh you know you just you just create new colors you create yeah. uh new ways of attacking things and then you involve your whole body and yeah. i think that there's a, love there's, that yeah there's so much stuff that's i mean there's and this is why classical musicians can often uh develop really bad habits you know what they're right. playing it's because they're not really sure when to play or how to play or if it's right, right or if it's wrong and all of their stuff you know spend a lot of time just going like that's right. Right, just beating, beating, right. beating yeah, away exactly. at it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, and it's like, and this is not, and this is what I want, and yeah. and it's the thing, it's this idea of of want. Right. I want this sound. I want. I hear it, and I want to create that now. And 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 the classical music can, uh, can can actually. That, that's something that we have to rely on yeah you know absolutely. that's 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 our that's built into us that's our old brain that's our guts yeah, yeah. and that's the stuff that makes our music sound good actually yeah, yeah. it's that the affirmation that this is exactly what i wanted to hear mm-hmm. you know and and not like this sort of halfway questioning and and so so yeah i think that everybody even even physiologically you can you can ruin your hands spending all your time not being sure right about what you're doing right and in a lot of cases it's just so easy to just do a g chord with all that and just bam (laughs) and it's not only easy it's therapeutic yeah absolutely sure sure so i 
I when I I developed little hand problems when I was in Paris and stuff like that, and it, because there was so much tension around yeah. like the final examination, there's a whole other level of tension that's out there, which is, right. which is insane once you get to that point. There, yeah. everyone's talking about le trac, which is this, you know, this, uh -huh. this feel of of uh, of of doing these examinations and stuff. And I never really felt that until then. But anyways, that. Uh, it's like huh. I was I was losing sensation in my fingers when I was practicing for this. I was like, this is not good. This is not good. And then I had to like go back to doing very sensitive exercises. Open, close, open, close, open, close. Telling right. myself, literally this, open, close. That's that's what fingers do, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, yeah. and then I spent like, I got, I took all that music off my stand and I just started playing, I started playing Beatles, I think for oh like, gosh. you know, three or four days or something like that. Just oh to just get, the, get the arm going, yeah, just to get the sure. chords happening. And just to, just to make me feel like I could do that. Yeah. You know, just just to give me the security that I felt like that note, this yeah. chord, this groove, that stuff. Yeah. You know, and Tremendous. then I was able oh to I, I was able to catch it before it was causing any more damage. Yeah, and I've seen a lot. Which of is a big light bulb, you know. I mean, that's for yeah. for you like to have that awareness rather than to just keep ha hammering away at it. You know, and and like that's something that you can use now. You know, yeah. pedagogically, and and you know, with, with with the videos that you're putting up, and your and your book, and everything, these you know, that's that's information that that's really valuable. Yeah, you know? I I like I like it when people feel like they can master stuff, and I yeah. also like it when people feel like they have the flexibility to put themselves into their music, also, yeah. not just follow what 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 everything is on the page and stuff. Right, so, right, right. So uh, so, I, so I tell tell me about your book. Because yeah, I think okay. this, is, this is this is a great segue to get into that. Sure. Um, over you know forever. Uh, when <laughs> the I hated reading notes when I was a kid. You know? <laughs> so, wait, wait. So, you read music? You're a guitarist. That's not. That's, we don't exactly, do that. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> and I and I say this. Like, I have this in the preface where I was like, I actually literally, and this is weird, but I mean I'm weird. I when I was like maybe nine or something like that. I knew that if I started reading notes, I would get up from my chair after 10 seconds. It was just like, and then- It was torture, you know, yeah. Yeah, my mom also said, you get up from your chair, why don't you sit down and do blah, 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 you know? <laughs> So then I was just like, damn, I'm so frustrated. So I, so I had a yeah. belt, you know, and I put it around my legs. Oh my gosh, you locked and yourself I in. I locked myself in so that I would spend enough time, you know, so that I had to like release myself from the chair. Wow. To actually, wow. To actually do that. It's weird. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a special kind of discipline though. I mean, like, you realize <laughs> that you scary. needed to do it. You realized you wouldn't do it unless you locked yourself down to the chair. I mean, you were nine years old. That's crazy. Yeah. That I was nuts. just like, I, I knew that I had to do it and I hated doing it and everything like that. <laughs> so, so that, that whole thing, but. So does your then... book come with a bell? <laughs> 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 it should. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, yeah, it should. But but I think I might get sued. <laughs> or or I, maybe, I, you know, maybe there are whole other markets that we, we haven't considered here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fifty Shades of Guitar. No, <laughs> no way, man. No way. No, uh, that would not be a book for children. Now that's getting no that's way. that's no that's way. getting out of hand. Okay, let's no reel way. it in. Reel it in. I, I feel I feel really like <laughs> that's so weird. So I feel that um, you know when I'm. So, so, you know, I see these kids like suffering over their music and I'm just like, you know, I'm going through this. Okay, here's the line. And, you know, it's too many notes. They're looking here and all this other stuff. And I just see like the, the, the fog. Of, it goes down. Of, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like so sad. And, and, you know, every teacher is like experienced that thing before. So I, I've been trying, I've been trying and testing my, you know, my students, uh, on this on this premise that actually it's something that that I developed and I saw from something else and actually early language uh, reading intervention or okay. so. so when you go into first grade you know there's so many things that in music that are kind of messed up there's yeah. just too many there's just too much <laughs> stuff to think about first of all we have this instrument this is not our voice right you know this is our fingers and our brain trying to map out what's going on with both hands there's a lot of uh, information that needs to be processed right there already then we have like this language which is probably like chinese to people like us right and um so we're trying to decode what's going on there these symbols that are on the on mm -hmm. the page and then we're trying to also at the same time learn how to play the guitar right so you know with this is very close to, i feel really like with the work that my wife does with you know kids that don't know how to eat and they don't have right. the stability and the jaw stability and the breathing control and like the musculature and you name it to right. like just eat uh she has to train them from like the very beginning so right. many things we take f for granted, you know, right. just just growing up healthy and not having a syndrome or so. So our discussions around the table always revolve around uh, things that, that are difficult for right. that, that normally would yeah. be. How, how would you crazy. teach somebody to breathe? You know, I mean, like that's, yeah. that, that, you know, that's a thing. That's, that's yeah, they, they, they figured yeah. that that up of figuring out <laughs> how to, but figuring out how to have the breath support to talk. Right. You know, that that sort of thing, figuring out what it, you know, yeah. or what. I don't I don't know how I do that. I mean, I've, I've been speaking my whole life. I have no idea how I do that. Nobody it ever had so to teach complex. me that, you know, it's, it's, so it's complex. crazy complex. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, to, to think of playing the guitar in that in that light, it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing natural about that at all. There's you know? nothing. natural. About that. <laughs> there really isn't. And then we're going to then that, and then we're going to also introduce on top of this a whole bunch of symbols that you'd never seen before. Right. Which so is yeah. yeah and then we're not going to give you like little syllables to work with we're just yeah. going to give you like a whole sentence yeah boom do that and right. think about like the different notes that you're playing on top of all the rhythms and then figure right. out how to do this you know you're it's amazing asking, anybody learns how to do that exactly <laughs> it is you have to literally take the take that belt and put that like, <laughs> yeah. so so we have to like so we actually have to kick it down a notch. So I, I think that at least in, in the discussion as far as like what material we use to teach anybody how to read music, it has to be at a much more foundational level uh, than, than what we normally have. So, you know, in, in my, and, and it's also 
you know, this this idea that I put together is not my idea. It's based off of how, like, if if you have a first grader going into school, they say things like ba, ka, ma, da, right. you know, stuff like that. Sure, sure. And then they compound those things on ba, you know, yeah. ba, pa, or something like that. Right. Just a bunch of nonsensical things. But then it goes down in a column, just sort of like... It's elemental, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that they can, so that the eye can can focus in and it works in saccades you know so the eye is mm-hmm. good at focusing and hopping and focusing and hopping right and it actually it takes a while for the eye to learn how to do a left to right thing right but if we can break that if we can break that that those individual pictures going downwards then they can identify it and then huh. the the important thing is actually to identify it quickly right so in a lot of this book i use a stopwatch Okay. To figure out how fast I can go through and read about like 40, 50 notes. And vertically, though, you're starting. Yeah, yeah, vertically. Yeah. Yeah, but then I would start with I would start with one note, or just like a I just call them symbols. You okay. know, notes are symbols. Right. So a symbol of of a pitch. Right. So it could be a C, and that could be a D, and that could be an E, or something like that. Right. And then what I do is I compound them. So it'd be like a, a C and a D right next to each other. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it would be so an A and create patterns, right. So create patterns so that your eye can lock in and see two, two symbols at the same time or three symbols right. at the same time or so. Yeah. And then um, and try to compound those things, not like a left to right thing, but just like how much information can you take up there? Can you, can you, can you do that at the moment? Boom. Yeah. Da-da. Right. And can you go to the next one? Da-da. Yeah. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. And then very cool. And what I've noticed is that that the that the kids that that have done this and I've I've run these this this book is, is a 10 year process, actually. Amazing. And what I've done is I've found a good progression uh, that that's that's more, you know, just slightly more challenging than the last one. So they always uh-huh. feel like they're in that realm of like. I can get this. I can sure. get this. It's just one small step above. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and, and they can, and they, and they can move their way through it. And what I've noticed, which is amazing is that the level of mistakes is almost zero. They'll wow. go through an entire page of notes and that function is just yeah. like, it, it just, they, it just goes bing, 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 bing. And it's just like, it's, it's done. Perfect. And, and then they're like, how long was that? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. wow, that one took, you know, for that notes for, yeah. for, for note reading. And, and, and what I did is, um, so, so yeah, there, there would be like, I would say like, you know, before you can go to the next page, you have to do this whole entire thing within 45 seconds. Okay. So that's the that's, measurable. Yeah. It's measurable. That's also yeah. an important thing. You have to that's be able very to measure, important. measure yeah. everything. So once they get that, then I realize that they have a certain amount of fluency. Uh, and then they can move on to the next one without being too, uh, you know, bent out of shape. Yeah. And uh, and then you just feel like there's this progression and there's this uh, sort of kinship to like the notes and things like yeah. that. And then that's I exciting, man. My God, that's fantastic. And I separated it into the the four elements of music, which are which are melody, harmony, rhythm, and sound production of some sort. Okay. And um, so every one of these chapters, you know, gets progressively more difficult. There's there's maybe about twelve exercises in each chapter. Okay. And um, and uh, it's just about compounding more and more information. And 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 by the time that they finish the book, they will they would have been able to 
look at music and with like four from four different angles. Okay. Yeah. Which is really enriching. So yeah. all of a sudden they they will know the sort of lex the standard lexicon mm -hmm. of music symbology. Right. And know how to reproduce that on the guitar. That's the, that's, that's exciting. That's, that's very very cool, man. How 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 many pages? What what uh, how big's the book? Yeah, the book is about like sixty pages, sixty okay. sixty five pages. So, or so. so not you know not not insubstantial, but not overwhelming. You know, it's not yeah. a it's not like yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's, no, it's not no, gonna break any tables when you put it down. You know, no, it, it yeah. isn't. It isn't, and it's yeah. actually meant to. It's actually uh, meant to supplement a method. That was that's that was my next question. Is 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 do you think of it as a methodology or something that's supplemental? Yeah, that was yeah. That, there you go. Right. I wanted to supplement because my kids, you know, for instance, the kids I work with 25 minutes a week, you know, it's like, right. I right. have just enough time. I have just enough time. I want them to go through their method sure. to figure out how to do more music and right. stuff, because this isn't really music. It's note right. reading, right. but also at the same time, I want to be able to be like, okay, I can cover that in five minutes. Yeah. And you want it and to then, work. And I want it to work so I can yeah. see, I can, I can progress and then I can, and then I can use it really as a, as a means to identify, like, for instance, we have orchestras here. Sure. Hey, you know, can you do all, can you do this book? Right. Can, have you completed this book? Right. And if I know that they completed this book, then I have a really strong idea that they know the lexicon that I'm going to be working. Right. That's with. fantastic. They, they, and they'll have some fluency with it. Yeah. That's so, great. So when, when's, the, when's the book coming out? Yeah. So uh, it's, uh, what I'm doing is I've revised and revised and revised it. Okay. I, I did my little side thing right here with these videos on, on left and right hand. And that's yeah. my next project right now. So all the pages are done. Uh -huh. Everything is done. It's just that I have to like revise some of my language. Uh, okay. Just, just to, like clean up the language a little bit because, as you can see right now, I'm extremely verbose. <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm so verbose. I have to get like my charger. Excuse me. One second. <laughs> so, I, Randy has stepped away from the headphones again, and I'm going to take this opportunity to tell the listening audience that you've got to hear this guy play. He is, he is one of my favorite players. On on the on the planet, um, and I did I didn't want to I didn't want to say that while he was he was listening because I didn't want to embarrass him. But uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm probably gonna tell him that anyway. So sorry, man. <laughs> what, what is he saying? <laughs> I couldn't. Sorry, I couldn't hear. <laughs> All right, can you hear me now? Are you back in, or, or, or are we headphoning? Okay, there we go. No, I was uh, I was I was taking the opportunity that I that I missed before while you had your headphones off to embarrass you, um, and you're just gonna have to listen to the the podcast to to, to hear what I said. Oh so. no, <laughs> no, I, it's fine. I, I I took the opportunity to inform the uh, the listening audience that you are, and I, I am not just blowing smoke. You are one of my favorite players on the entire planet, Randy, and, oh, and I, I I mean that like with absolute complete sincerity. And I've heard a lot of people play guitar um but you are absolutely like you your your playing is really really special and people need to hear it so that's oh. there we go <laughs> that's, carl you're awesome you're awesome man but i didn't want to embarrass you so <laughs> Oh so my back, gosh. so back, back to the book. When is when when will we be able to buy this thing? When when can I go to Amazon and, and give Jeff right. Bezos more of my money? Um, it is going to be uh, released through Doze. Okay. 
so uh and um yeah, it has a lot to, I have to bring it through Eric and uh, we have to proof it and he has to look at it and he has to set it up. So it has a okay. lot to do with where they're, where they are in their production right now. They're extremely okay. busy right now. Sure. And uh, so, but I'm hoping to get it finished. I'm hoping to have this available this summer. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's my, it might, be out, it might be out before your podcast episode gets aired. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Perfect. Perfect. So that's the goal at least. And that's, that's my number one priority right now. Yeah. That's exciting. That's very cool. And do you have, I mean, do you have plans on, on other publications as well? Or is this, is, is, or, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to continue. I'm, I'm continuing to do these, uh, uh, I'm continuing to do these films. Uh, uh-huh. And I'm going to lead a little bit towards. Uh, I, I'm going to go a little deeper into both le- right hand and left hand stuff, so that so that it becomes a little bit more uh, music based. Okay. Uh, there's uh, there's there's some tricks, and then there's also uh, there 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 are other ways to think through music where where things are not going to be as complicated right. as they seem to be. So I'm going to try and dumb down a few things so that so that people can grab onto them very fast and understand how things work. I, I simplicity I, uh, is is not overrated. No, <laughs> no. But I think it's I think it's yeah. I I think it's worth. Uh, I I feel like I have I, I have the next material that I have would would uh, go along the lines of open strings. Um, I would be taking uh, 10 of famous uh, studies from the classical era and uh, writing them out in a couple ways, writing them out so that it's an open right hand uh, uh-huh. study. Sure. So, so that everyone can understand really what's going on in the right hand. It's like my, yeah. my videos, really what's going on. Right. And I find that clarity and simplicity are, are, Love it. are so important. Yeah. to uh creating uh, and and feeling comfortable i don't want people to mess themselves up you know trying yeah. to trying to do this stuff so um so there's there's that i'm also writing arrangements um oh I've, cool I've, so i've gotten through with uh, dieter headings he uh, did my cordoba uh yeah. on a recent uh, concert so very cool uh, are you so, going to publish these I'm going to publish that also. Yeah. So awesome. that's going to be, uh, so there's going to be the court above by Biobanis and, um, Excellent. and I'm going to do more publications from that standpoint. Uh, I, Ben and I, we're going to continue the frame uh, my, my duo. Yeah. We're going to continue to do our, uh, our work with uh, silent film. Okay. And, uh, composing and performing silent film with other musicians now you had you had briefly mentioned earlier in our discussion and i didn't realize this those projects that the silent film projects that you were doing you were improvising on those there's one no no uh there there's one where we are doing well we have several of them uh there is one where we wrote out absolutely everything that's the unknown Okay. We have uh, a children's production called Mekonisk, okay. uh, which is based off, which is, um, which was constructed around the short films of Georges Melies. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
So, and uh, it's a very cool production. There's part of that that's improvised, but it's mostly structured. Okay, all right. And um, and then we have uh, another production that we did, which is total free improv. And wow. uh, it's a page of madness. It's this Japanese film from the 20s, which is oh my gosh insane where do you find this stuff man <laughs> so well i mean sometimes we we were, were fortunate enough to just bump into people that had suggested yeah. it's like oh this film man you got to do you have to look at this one or or wow. so uh in in the case of the unknown we were commissioned to do that one and that was right, right. uh right. we were dared to do a page of madness <laughs> we're like we're doing it and, <laughs> And, uh, Were you dared by Dieter Hennings? And and Mechanisk was uh, yeah yeah that was uh, that was also commissioned from from Norway okay. actually for us to do that. Oh for really? A children's, wow. a children's tour. And um, and then I'll, as a I'm, I'm also playing in a quintet. Uh, the this is not with Ben, but this is with a Norwegian based quintet. Uh, it's The Lodger, which is Alfred Hitchcock's first film. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're playing the the score made by Joe Williams, who's oh, the uh, composer wow. and artistic director at Austin Classical Guitar. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that is just a really amazing score and an amazing film, too. So we have, you know, four Is that films. completed? Have you guys done that one? Yeah. Uh, have yeah, you performed it? we performed that twice now. Okay. In Norway. And uh, we have more things. So we're going to perform it uh, in, the, in the coming year. Yeah, and you guys have had a great relationship with, with Austin. And they, I remember a couple of years ago, you did like a big summer thing with them and like a huge audience for something related to classical guitar from what I remember, you know. Yeah, we, we love Austin, so I mean. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, so it's exciting stuff going on there. Yeah, like, really, I mean, Austin's yeah. one of the most incredible places uh, yeah. just just in general, I think, so. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm 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 happy to hear that that's that's still an ongoing concern because I, I I like I think the work that you were doing with that is is I mean so different and exciting and cool and it, mm -hmm. you know you're doing chamber music and you're you're working with composers and it like mm -hmm. and it's going to have broader audience appeal than anything that a solo guitarist playing a traditional recital is going to have. You know, you know, access to and it's such, just such a, a great, great yeah. yeah, such a. Cool I, I love thing. those things. I love them more yeah. than like anything. I, I love to sit yeah. there and just like play the notes, and then just then then sometimes you get these little pauses. You get like yeah. you know, you get like ten measures, and they can just look up and watch the watch the movie <laughs> as your friends are playing around you and stuff, right. and it's like. And it's just like, it's like, you know, you almost feel like you just want to like crack open a beer and just like, <laughs> and just like, and just bask in it. I, 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 and I, I love all these different things. And that's, that's the joy of it. I love, I, I, I love that ambiance. I love the ambiance yeah. of just like the, 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 it's a whole, the, it's a whole experience. You know I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It, I it, love that. A, a, I think the audiences cool love it too. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I love it when I also play solo. I love it when I play duo. Also, that's another that's yeah. another muscle right there. Yeah, it's a yeah. little bit more intense, but but actually the film has really helped a lot working with film because the amount of precision that you have to have, like tempo wise, I mean, yeah. if you're if you're playing a film, 
and you're like playing a section and your tempo is 88 as opposed to 87 you're yeah, gonna arrive at that next point mm-hmm. four seconds behind or so right so this tempo identification thing which is so crucial yeah. for pop music for folk music for all these other for jazz for you know maybe not classical guitar music per se (laughs) it wouldn't hurt it wouldn't hurt hurt at all (laughs) but i mean it's just like you have to like refine that to like this this the hair and uh and that is understanding the the passage of time in a very profound way you know oh it's really cool you know so i I can i can just only that's exciting that's exciting so, that's really really cool so with my students right now what i try to do is i try to at least uh i, I we we have a seminar and we present this at gfa a few years ago where we use improvisation over silent film and uh benoit and i we 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 taught them what it's like to do free improvisation in a you know in a sense the things to look for and to use the silent film as a vehicle Right. To give them the information on how they're going to react and what sounds they're going to make and stuff like that. That's and, exciting. Uh, that is so cool. It is. And working cool. with kids, so it's like super creative, you know. Yeah, it is. They they yeah. just want to and, and and like you know we 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 have a tendency to finish like the seminar with with kung fu, and there's like, <laughs> you know, there's like the guy in the white. Gi, and then there's guys in the black gi, and then there's right. like, okay, that half the room, white gi, that half the room, black oh, gi. Oh, how cool. Let's go for it. And there's just going like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they're like, their they're whole, everything's just woken up, and they're like, yeah. yeah. And, you, and you see, like, these kids are just like so concerned about like, Right. Doing the fingers right and stuff like that. All of a sudden, they just that that whole thing just starts to it explodes. Yeah, explode and 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 they really love to work with each other and communicate with each with each other and stuff. And and that's such a you know that that's that's if anything like Corona and time yeah. and everything that's taught me that 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 experience of chamber music and working together and and uh, paying attention to each other and you know reacting yeah you know being human it sounds being like human. Yeah. <laughs> being contact yeah yeah you know that that that's really like that that takeaway right there uh that's that's so wonderful and it's so yeah. enriching to to experience that absolutely Randy I have taken up so much of your time I really appreciate it um, you know I, I, I find that this, this, this tends time. to be this tends to be what, what happens is you know I think oh yeah well you know we'll go an hour and a half or whatever next thing you know it's like, and I could talk to you for another two hours I mean it would be, it would be, it would be, very, be very easy for me to do that but I, I you know I, I certainly don't want to you know you've been very generous with, with your time and, and everything so but I, it's really I mean it's so good to talk to you and it's so great to hear Same about here, all this girl just awesome awesome stuff that you're thinking about and that you're doing and and like i can't wait to see the book i mean like i i that's this it's, it sounds revolutionary to me you know you said you said you made some comment that you know these are not new ideas but i think maybe they are man i think i think, I think you might be onto something that that is is really important and, and uh you know I hope Look, it. I, really, I, I hope it helps some people and, and yeah. And well, I'm sure people. you will. I mean, you yeah. already have. You know. Maybe you, they don't. You know, maybe they don't need the belt after that. You know. Maybe it's. 
<laughs> a belt-free version right now. There we go. Nice. But now, now we know what's going to be on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's, fan, that's fantastic. No, it's so it's so good to hear about all this stuff, man. I mean, you're it's 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 inspiring. It's really really cool. And I like, and it, you know, I, I mentioned before, you are absolutely one of my favorite players on the on the on the planet. I've always loved listening to you play, and I've always loved talking to you. And you always have such a just a, a an interesting and smart and creative and insightful I mean like you got the whole whole thing going on on, on a really deep level and 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 it's 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 a pleasure it's an absolute pleasure and I know that everybody's gonna love listening to to what you had to say today and uh, I really appreciate it so Carl that's <laughs> amazing talking to you and I I love what you're doing out there really thanks man amazing stuff. and, and we, we will we will have to get you back here because like I said I mean Two hours is just not enough. <laughs> yeah, I'll come back. No <laughs> but uh, and I'm and I'm happy to hear that that Norway is not as cold as as Ohio because you know I've I've always worried about you there. You know I'm like he's freezing his ass off. But <laughs> but, but no, it's me who's that's, freezing my ass off. <laughs> that's, that's that's for another discussion right there. But I, I, I'll tell you one thing, just in parting right there. Cold is one thing, but dark is another. So. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Dark, dark is tough. Dark Bean is winners. tougher than cold. Yeah. yeah. So, just to let you know. Well, Amen. thank you so much. It's a super pleasure, and uh, we will definitely have to get you back here. So sounds awesome, Carl. I can't wait. So thanks, hey, man, Randy. Take care. Good okay. luck with everything out there. Just keep in touch, right? Absolutely. All right, then. This is Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Guitar on My Knee podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. Mm-hmm.